Welcome to Growing Women of Faith podcast. I am Rochelle Morlock. And I am Sherry Konzak. We are your hosts. Growing Women of Faith podcast is a ministry under Bloom International. Bloom International aims to inspire, empower, and encourage women. And we do that through hosting women's conferences, running hygiene programs, supplying food for our rice for widows, and many other opportunities. Growing Women of Faith podcast was created for women to have a place to share how God is growing them and using them. Our hope is that we can be an encouragement to all women of all walks of life. We hope you enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. This week, a dear friend of mine and Rochelle from the mission field is joining us. Rachel, Rachel, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's so good to talk to you guys. Oh, you too. And currently we want to know where are you located and where are you living and um, whatever else you want to add to that. Can you tell That's our a listeners? great question. Because, <laughs> you know... Um, I live in a lot of places, so that's a really great question <laughs> to ask. Had to ask it. Um, yep. I'm currently in Orlando, Florida, and um, I am actually finally taking a sabbatical this year um, after 10 years of doing missions work. Um, and I'm teaching English, you know, on the side while taking a sabbatical. So it, I should preface ESL English. Oh, okay. Great. And um, I just wanted to add um, how we met and Rachel, I think I need, I need you to help me. But I, if I can remember correctly, we met at COC or did we meet at another friend's house, Jennifer? Because that I wasn't like, I think maybe you introduced me to Jennifer. I know you introduced me to Rochelle. This ladies from the other podcast, you heard is Rachel's the one that introduced me to Rochelle. So I just wanted you guys to know that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, we met at COC. Okay, that's what I thought. I was Actually, just like, no, we didn't. We didn't? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. We met at um, the YWAM prayer house. Oh, that's I forgot about that. Time. Okay, yeah. But I remember yeah, seeing you at COC. Yeah, it was one of their Friday prayer things, and we got connected there. And um, you had talked about how you went to COC. Um, you had just started going there, and so that's how we connected. We connected at the prayer gathering. Yes, I totally forgot I used to go to that. <laughs> oh, wow, that's awesome! Thank you for reminding me because I was like, I was like, I know I seen her, and I was like, figured I've seen you a lot at COC, so I was like. I think that's where we met, but I wasn't for sure when we had that first, like, initial, like, hi, my name's Sherry kind of thing. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, it was the YWAM prayer event. And briefly tell our listeners how you met Rochelle. Yeah. Uh, I met Rochelle. So COC has, um, after church, they have this gathering where people eat cookies and drink (laughs) tea and coffee Flies, just trying to meet everyone and trying to make friends and so I um, 
I think actually Jonathan and Jacob had met Zeb and Rochelle first and introduced me through that way. Oh, like that. I think Pastor Jonathan interacted with me and said, you need to meet this girl too, because you had just had your motorbike wreck. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> I was trying to I do remember. That's a... That's for another time. That's another message. (laughs) But uh, so I wanted to share too how I met Rachel, which was we had just moved to Thailand and I, it was like two weeks after, like you said, at church. And literally we got along really well because we're both really loud and we both have a lot to say um love it (laughs) what we we did a great job and we still do kind of talking over each other um but one of my favorite memories of you rachel was going into the red light district and let me just tell you guys how naive i was (laughs) because it was it was like the first time I had ever gone into the red light district, which <laughs> when you go down into the red light district in Chiang Mai, Thailand, it doesn't look like anything if you're just standing out on the street. And then you walk into this alley and you're like bombarded with bars, with girls, with men that you're like, what are you doing? Like, it was just so much. And don't forget and the lady boys. And the lady boys, which is funny too. But I was six weeks away from having my daughter. So I was big. Like, I was showing. She was huge. (laughs) And they handed me a sign. And I did not really know Ty that well yet. And I said, what does the sign say? And they're like, oh, it says free hugs in Ty. So literally, I walked around until like two or three in the morning holding up the sign that said free hugs and everyone was kissing my belly, putting stickers on my belly and the lady boys were loving on my belly a lot. And at first I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? But in the midst of all this, I turn around and I start freaking out because there's hundreds of people all around me and I'm like, Oh dear, where is Rachel? She's my drive. <laughs> like, where did she go? And I look over and she's in a bar and <laughs> she's sharing about Jesus right there. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so like, what is she doing? Like, I was so excited for you, but I'm like, we're in the red light district and there's so much happening. Everyone's drunk around us. And <laughs> And at that moment, I was like, dude, I want to be more like her. That is awesome. <laughs> Not everyone's red light district. You just have to find the ones that are to share the gospel with. Right. <laughs> yes, but it was so cool. I was just like, oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love that story. That was a great memory. Oh. That was fun. Yes. I'm glad you And we did give out lots of roses. Yeah, we did. It was on (laughs) Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that your first experience in a red light district was with me. (laughs) And getting... And hitting a few vehicles. (laughs) Yeah, we had a lot of great, great experiences together. Okay, back to topic. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) 
Well, Rachel, we would love to hear how God is using you and growing you in this amazing season. (laughs) So um, this November will be four years since America. It's a little hard to believe that. Um, I thought I was going to go back to Thailand after a year of being in America, but that didn't ended up not happening. And um, I just found myself uh, really frustrated. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I decided I wanted to be a missionary. And I finally got that opportunity to do missions work. And it was taken away from me from me. Um, at the time, you know, it seemed very unjust to the way that um, it was taken away. But looking back on it now, I also didn't make the best decisions. Um, there was some, definitely some injustice that happened, but um, also I could have made better choices. And so I came back to America and decided to do some more training with YWAM, that's Youth with a Mission, in Montana, just outside of Glacier National Park. And while I was up there, I got offered a job and um, it was the perfect opportunity to hide. Um, The mountains in Montana are absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you guys have been to Glacier. Um, have you guys been to Glacier National Park? I have, I have not. Yes. It's beautiful. Yeah. So I just decided to take it and I loved it. And instead of going to Orlando, like I knew I was supposed to do, um, that I was feeling led to do, I stayed in Montana for 19 months it was only supposed to be six weeks and six week training in montana turned into 19 months and so man but i mean if you're gonna hide like glacier is a great place to hide you know hey i loved following all of your posts yes and the pictures were beautiful Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Glacier, um, you don't need to be a professional to take photos of that place. Uh, It just takes beautiful photos for you. All you have to do is just hold up the camera and every picture you take is stunning. It's just a really beautiful place. Um, Mm. So while I was in Montana, I ended up running away from God, um, trying to do things on my own very upset that I had um, given my life to God, committed my life to serve Him and to serve people. And it was a dream of mine. Um, Growing up most of my life, my role model, and still is today, my role model was Mother Teresa. And so I was just, the the despair that I felt from losing that dream was really hard for me and I so and I suffered because of it 
So I just decided to run away from God. And of course, as we know um, and have experienced, there's suffering in that decision as well. And so um, he finally, my, my second summer in Montana, the last summer I was there, uh, he, it was a horrible summer. And I just knew that he wanted me to get back on track and to go back to Orlando. This was my opportunity. So when the summer was over, I finished and I returned to Orlando. And I've been back in Orlando since November 2018, so a year and a half. And um, through this, God has taught me a lot. So while I was in Orlando, I had made a decision that I wasn't going to go back on the mission field until I had a husband. And um, I would do missions in Orlando. I would serve in my church. I would serve in my community. Whatever God called me to in America, I would do because I felt like it was safe. But I wasn't going to go abroad again unless God gave me a husband because I felt like having a husband would protect me from the misunderstandings and protect me from the injustices that I had experienced uh, when leaving Thailand. And so I've spent the past year and a half here just growing and rebuilding my relationship with God. and. He actually led me to a ministry here in Orlando that works with um, international college students that come to work at Disney in the college program. And that's so yeah, cool. it was amazing because I I feel like God has called me to more than one just one nation. And um, I've lived in several nations. I've done missions in several nations. And um, I've studied the languages of several nations. And so I really believe that God has called me to more than just one nation. So being able to work with the internationals that come here from 64 different countries all over the world, Disney hires. Wow. Wow. So literally the nations is in my backyard. And I was so excited about this opportunity and everything was going so great and I just was like oh god this is amazing why take so long to come to Orlando and then um, at the end of 2019 a year after serving with the ministry they let me go and I, I choose to say oh yeah I choose to say they let me go and our separation was like that of Paul and Barnabas because um, Mm -hmm. I want to be respectful of them and several months after the fact I see a little bit more God's decision um, in allowing for that to happen Um, so the same thing happened misunderstanding injustice caused me to not have this ministry and I was broken and I was hurt but this time I chose to stay this time I chose not to run this time I chose to move forward and um, God 
spoke to me and said, oh, so you think a husband can protect you from this, huh? And you think doing missions in America, the country that's supposed to be just and equal to all races and all genders, um, it will protect you. But look, the same thing that happened in Thailand happened here in America. And he used it to show me that he is my protector. He is my provider. He is the one looking out for me. No country, no church, no man will take care of me the way that God takes care of me. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be in a community with people. I'm not saying we shouldn't be sent by churches. I'm not saying, you know, we should divorce our husband and go on the mission field if you want to go and he doesn't. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the lesson God wanted to show me is that I need to fully rely on him for everything. Mm -hmm. And so I took this year as my sabbatical year, a true sabbatical year, and began to hide in the Lord, not in the mountains, not in nature, not in sin, not in anything else. I chose to hide in the Lord. And one of the things, or some of the things that God has has taught me during these six months of hiding in Him is that um, I can do nothing for myself until I get to the limit of my possible. And that when I submit Mm -hmm. to God's will, I'll find myself fitting into His purpose for my life. You see, God created me and everyone else to have life abundantly, and He created us for movement. He didn't create us to be stuck. He didn't create us to stand still. And He's taking me somewhere. If He can get my attention, He can take me where He wants. And where He wants is His will for my life, not my will. And that's the place that I need to be. And so God gave me this vision of a tree. So I've been re- I was reading this book by Sarah Haggerty called Unseen. And she gives this description of a tree. And when you look at a tree, so well, I live in, in Orlando, Florida, and I love these big, giant, massive oak trees. They have similar ones in Thailand like they do in, in Orlando. And they're extravagant. They have these strong trunks and they have these strong branches that go up to the sky and then bend down to the ground like elbows and they they hold they hold the tree up, help hold the tree up and they have these beautiful green leaves and this beautiful Spanish moss just hanging off of them. But when a hurricane comes, if the roots of the tree, that giant beautiful oak tree are not solid, if they're decaying, that hurricane is gonna knock that oak tree over in a second. No problem at all, it's easy. And God was telling me, Rachel, you have a root problem. You are doing these beautiful and these extravagant things for me and for the kingdom, and I know you love me, and I know you love people, 
but you have a root problem. And if you don't fix it, the next storm that comes is going to blow you over. And what good are you going to do for my kingdom laying on the ground with your roots showing and the decay showing? Nothing. You're not going to do me any good. And so I realized that God in this time, in this year, wants to work on my roots. That he he designed me to hide in him, not perform for him. Let me say that again. God designed me to hide in him, not perform for him. And if he had... Hmm. That's beautiful, Rachel. I, I just, like, I was... But this is the part, too. I'm somebody who um, thinks that I'm wasting my time if I'm just sitting at home reading my Bible. Like, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's justice issues in the world. There's hungry people. There's... Um, <coughs> depressed people I could be out there helping somebody I'm not doing any good and so my school that I teach English at ESL at they needed help getting some preparation to expand the school and I was like cool I'll do that and I found myself working a ton of hours here I am supposed to be taking my sabbatical and now I'm taking that extra time that I have to help the school And God was just, and right after that is when the pandemic came. And actually, the announcement of it came on my birthday, on March 12th. Well, happy birthday, you know. know. On (laughs) March 12th, okay, I'm having dinner with my friends, and they're getting text messages. Oh, Disneyland's closed. Oh, now Disney World's closed. Oh, they're going to close school down. Oh, the president said that we can't fly to Europe. You know, like everything is shutting down on my dinner. And I was like, what is happening? Like, no, we're going to be quarantined. I cannot, Miss Social Butterfly, be stuck in my house. And I was like, what is happening? And immediately God spoke to my heart. 38 will be great because I just turned 38. And um, I was like, no, it won't, God. No, it won't. And then when God <laughs> gave me that, that, that word that he designed me to hide in him, not perform for him, he, he spoke, if I have to use a pandemic to get your heart, Rachel, I will. Just to show you how serious I am about my time alone with you this time has a purpose it's not wasted time start looking at it as beautiful time and Hmm. I was like and now I'm not saying God created the pandemic to get one on one time with me don't hear that I mean Rachel we could totally (laughs) blame you for all of this it sounds like podcast and be like oh my gosh this girl is so self-centered I'm not saying that and I'm sure that this thing that I'm saying right now could apply to so many people God is using this pandemic to get to our hearts so our heart can connect with his Um, so he's hiding me away 
and using this misunderstanding in my life to get me alone with him. And he wants me to position myself to be used by him. Don't try to make things happen. To happen. But think about it. If this year ends, 2020, and God's like, well, here's your new mission field, go. Where do you think the best place to be is? when God gives you something new? Where's the best position to find yourself in? At the feet of Jesus. And so that's what God has been speaking to me, that um, I may feel veiled or unnoticed by the world, but it's okay. I'm not doing anything for them, so it's okay if, if only God sees. Let me repeat that again. We have a purpose in this world. I have a purpose in this world. And I'm not fulfilling that purpose for the world. I'm fulfilling that purpose for God. So if I am go unnoticed by the world, um, it's okay. Because everything I'm doing is not for them. I am doing it for them. I am helping the world, but I'm doing it for God because of my love with God. So it's okay if only God sees that. So before I came back to America, I felt like I was in a desert. And now that I'm here and I'm going through this, I feel like I'm in an eternal winter. But one of the things that uh, God reminded me of last night was um, that year that I stayed in Montana, the winter that I stayed in Montana, when summer came, there were only 41 days between snowfalls in East Glacier. So literally summer was only 41 Uh, days. mm -hmm. But the second summer I was there where I only had a 41 day summer compared to the first summer I was there where it was a little bit longer the fires were less on the land the land was so green and so lush I have never seen those East Glacier prairies that green never it was incredibly beautiful incredibly incredibly beautiful and i believe that this picture that god gave me last night as i was praying and deciding what to talk um is a picture of what he wants my life to look like what he wants my tree to look like when the season is of waiting is over Mm -hmm. so um Everything in my life looks dead and dormant right now. Just like if you were to to look at winter and you go outside, if you live somewhere where it's cold and it snows and the leaves fall off the trees, you can't really tell if the tree is dead or if it's just dormant through winter. You have to wait until the spring to see if the tree is really alive before you go cutting it down, right? 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what God is doing yeah. right now in my life is that um, he has plans that he wants to shape in me during this dormant season. Um, and he's using winter to give me rest to shape those plans and to shape my character to who it needs to be for what he wants to give for me. So some scriptures for you guys to read after this podcast, if you choose, um, are scriptures that have been given to me this year. Um, The first one is my word for the year. The year 2020 is just imagine. And it comes from Ephesians 3, 14 through 21, where it says God can do exceedingly abundantly beyond anything that we can think or imagine. And um, God just wanted, he gave me that word just before the mission actually let me go. And I had no clue it was coming. I felt like things were tense, but I didn't realize they were going to get rid of me. And um, God was just reminding me, just imagine what I can do in your life, Rachel. Hold on to that. His power is like dynamite. And he can use that power to do anything. To restore anything to the way he wants it to be. To make anything that he wants to make. Whatever he wants to do. That's what his dynamite power can do. The second scripture that I got is Psalm 107. And um, this is actually a scripture that people have spoken over me several times just I got Psalm 107 for you I got Psalm 107 and finally I just was like okay I'm gonna claim that as my scripture for this year but basically it just talks about like the loving kindness of the Lord and his plans and his purpose for our lives and then the last scripture is Isaiah 55 and I'm gonna read a few verses from that scripture to close close us out Now, as I mentioned before, 2019 ended with failure. It ended with misunderstanding. It ended with confusion. And Psalm 54, the last verse before Psalm 55, says, No weapon that is formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that accuses you in judgment condemn. This is the heritage of the Lord. Indication is from me, declares the Lord. So that's like how my 2019 ended. And then Psalm 55 is a promise. In verse 2, one of the things when I was starting this hidden, hiding in God thing, One of the verses that God gave me was Isaiah 55, verse 2. Why do you spend money for what is not bread, and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good, and delight yourself in abundance. I was spending myself on things that did not satisfy, because those things weren't for me. Those things were not what God had for me. So why did God let me do them? 
because I wanted to do them, okay? Like I was crazy about them. God, please let me do it, let me do it, let me do it. And I did it and then it failed, you know? But he still will use that. He will still use that. And so now that I'm delighting myself in the Lord, I'm preparing myself for whatever abundance he wants to give me because now I know that God's will is the best thing for me. And I'll find myself fitting into his purpose for my life when I submit to that. So the last two verses that I want to end with is from Isaiah 55, 11 and 12. So will my word be which goes forth from my mouth. It will not return to me empty without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. For you will go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And I believe that this is what God is going to do in me because I'm spending this time hiding with him, getting um, at his feet and learning um, who I am, who he is. And the last thing that I want to say about this too, if you are suffering because of injustice, um, if you are suffering because of misunderstanding, if you are suffering because of the enemy and you are a Christian, this is the biggest thing I want you to take away, that suffering is part of your inheritance. Mm, you can't have mm-hmm. the inheritance of Jesus Christ. You can't have the inheritance of being a child of God if you do not suffer. That's why Paul says rejoice in suffering. Because Jesus suffered. And he can relate to us in that suffering. And so that is part of our inheritance. If we are a Christian and we are living our life without suffering, you better check something in your life. I'm telling you this right now. Yeah, we're going to have moments where everything's okay, but there should be suffering as part of the inheritance. It's a promise. Jesus promised it. And every single one of the apostles lived it. So why do we think we're going to be different? So yeah, that's kind of what God's been teaching me during this time and and what I'm doing. Thank you for sharing, Rachel. That was very powerful. Um, I took a lot of notes and a lot of a lot of things you said are there's a lot of truth in it from what God has taken you through on your journey since you left Thailand, you know, four years ago, thinking that um, okay, you're going to come back soon and it's already been you know you you're still in America and. Rachel, that I loved that you shared was the hiding in him that from your experience and your testimony, everything that God has shown you from being in Montana, working in the Glacier National Park and having a job. And and I love that you shared at the beginning that you knew that you were running at a certain point of that time, like you were running from the Lord and um, that was your hiding place. And then he brings you back and shows you that hiding in him is what you need to do, you know? And um, and you also shared about, you know, there's suffering in the running away from God. And I actually truly believe that, that, you know, 
that's the beauty and of God that he gives us our free will and we decide okay we can make bad choices and decisions but he also will get a get to a place where he can get back to us and um yeah. and, and we just need to be willing to be teachable for that mm-hmm. and um one of the things that really stood stood out to me what you said and I've always told people this too when you're in God's will your fulfillment is in him not yourself but yeah. in him and then where he and then I wrote down um where he wants his will his purpose is there you know I'm probably paraphrasing mm-hmm. you not word from word but it's just like things that have like what you said has touched and resonated and um and I love that and I know this is going to sound so I don't know bad or something but that on your birthday the announcement was announced <laughs> for the pandemic <laughs> Because I truly believe during this time that even God, like as a church, we need to wake up and God's teaching us something through this. Like you said, I don't believe this is from God at all, but I believe through this, God's glory, his name is going to be revealed. It's going to be out there. You know, the enemy can't win. He has no jurisdiction with God's children. So he can't win this battle. You know, it's already won. It was won on the cross. It was finished. It was finished there on the cross. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things, one of the things that um, I really, really like, and I think I'm going to write this and put it on a quote on my wall, is um, where you shared, you know, hiding in Him. You're not, you know, you're not perform for Him. You hide in Him, not perform yes. for Him. I love mm-hmm. that. That's so powerful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's not yeah. a waste of time. It's not a waste of time. Yes. And then I love the fact that you shared about the tree and um, I forgot what kind of tree it was. <laughs> oak tree. Not, oak tree and like the roots and stuff. And I mean, like what it, and I, I would like to encourage you, our listeners, like maybe take a look and see what your roots look like. See what, where your roots are and what you need to, you need to um, look at, you know, what you need to look at from your roots to get deeper and closer to the Lord and what he wants to teach you. So thank you, thank you, um, Rachel, for sharing. It was very, very powerful. And the last thing I wrote down, and I think it is so true, and I, I do this, is um, suffering is part of your inheritance. I love that. I've heard pastors speak on it in different ways, but I love, love that you say that because I just know when I first got saved, I thought, oh, I'm a Christian now. I'm going to be joyous all the time and happy and never suffer. And yeah. It was so wrong yeah. of my thinking belief right when I got <laughs> saved. You know, I thought, oh, everything's going to be honky-dory and, you know, rainbows and unicorns, you know, and that's not true. It's like there's a lot of suffering and it's part of your inheritance, but it's the way that you have Christ and you know that mm-hmm. he, he suffered and, you know, and he walked with you so he knows how you feel. So then at that time, you know that, okay, there's suffering. There's suffering as part of my inheritance, you know. And because I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. I love Jesus. I can walk through this, not the way yeah. the world would walk through it, but the way you would walk through it with Jesus in your life. So thank you. That was a very powerful word and we love you. So thank yeah. you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Rachel, it was a pleasure to have you. I truly miss our crazy conversations and just the words that you spoke, how truly uplifting all of it was and how it 
really resonates, especially right now in the season that all of us are going through, whether we're single, whether we are married with kids, without kids, working from home, working out because you're an essential employee, like how if you're not rooted in Christ, you're not going to be able to withstand a storm. So it's just really cool to hear your testimony and how through all of this, you are able to find Christ in it and how sometimes, not sometimes, many times people walk away. And yeah, so it's really inspiring and encouraging to see where you are. Even if you do walk away. No. Because I walked away, I ran away. I climbed away in Montana. Um, God will still take you back. Nothing you can do can separate mm-hmm. you from the that love. That is true. Yes. Well, guys, it was a pleasure to hang out with you all today. I hope that we could be a little joy and a little hope and bring you a little laughter for your day. And don't forget to subscribe to Growing Women of Faith podcast so that you will get a notification every time we add a new episode.